Hello everyone. Today I wanted to address a very common topic I know a lot of people struggle with, and that is cravings. Now, I get so many DMs about, oh, I struggle with this, and you know, I know I shouldn't eat this. And I do definitely understand that. I think every individual has foods where they're more drawn to or foods that you know, depending on the time of month, depending on their stress levels, they're like, ooh, I could really go for some, and then whatever that is for you personally. And I'm someone who, I'm not necessarily a big sweets person. I can kind of take or leave a lot of things, but I am someone who, you know, like chips or salty things or, you know, tart frozen yogurt with lots of fruit. That's kind of like right up my alley. And in the past, those are things where I could definitely easily overdo those things. And I would go through long periods of time where I would completely eliminate those treats or foods from my, you know, diet and what I was eating in order to get results and make progress. And I think this is an issue where a lot of people tend to struggle because, you know, some people go, oh, I'm cold turkey cutting out sugar or added sugar and you know, or I'm cutting back on fruit because that's a sugar. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm having these intense cravings. And then I found myself binge eating all these things. And then, you know, this vicious, vicious cycle started where, you know, I felt like I wasn't in control of my food and eating. And I completely understand that those are some real challenges for a lot of people. But I will say from my own personal experience, and when I, you know, work with my nutrition clients is that when you are not including things you like in your day-to-day diet or weekly diet, it's really hard to sustain. And that includes, you know, addressing your cravings. So I'm always someone who's a big believer in like, if you are craving something, eat it, enjoy it and move on. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having some chocolate or having chips or ice cream. Those are not the things that are holding you back from your progress. At the end of the day, though, it's what you are eating on average and the portions that you're consuming that are going to help you to see change. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of ice cream every day, but it's how much you have. Are you having a whole pint of Haagen-Dazs? That's, you know, a thousand calories, or are you having you know, two scoops of a lower calorie, you know, frozen yogurt or, or regular ice cream and, you know, keeping that portion in check as to, you know, half a cup or whatever it is. Because I think so often when we deprive ourselves and those cravings happen and we ignore them, ignore them, ignore them, it comes to the point when you're like, I feel like I can't ignore this anymore. And I'm just going to like YOLO eat large amounts of whatever it is that you've been craving. And I think that's when it gets to be tough to demonstrate self-control because you've been depriving yourself of a certain food for such a long period of time that when you are around it, you really feel like you're lacking complete control over your ability to have a small amount. And I get this. I really do. I'm someone who would get a family size bag of chips and then sit in front of the TV. And after, you know, 20, 30 minutes, my hand is at that bottom of the bag. And I was like searching the corners going, crap, it's empty. And I've mindlessly consumed several thousand calories. And now I kind of feel like crap about my choices, but also, you know, because I just ate so much of something that's, 
not necessarily making me feel my best. There's nothing wrong with chips, but I know when I have too much, I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't feel so good now. So I think that if you are dealing with cravings, it is important to address them, to not ignore them. There's nothing wrong with any specific food group. It's once, like I said, the portion with which you're consuming it. So honoring those is really important. And I think that finding a way to incorporate foods you crave regularly is also something to strive towards. Now, I will say from personal experience, though, there are individuals like myself who have a harder time demonstrating self-control around certain foods, which can lead to binging. And so depending on who you are, depending on where you're at, there are certain things that it's not that I would say don't eat it, but having it easily accessible in your home may perhaps not be initially the best thing. And so for the last couple of years, I have not, you know, really kept chips at home. I ate some last week when we were in Hawaii, really enjoyed them, but I got like a, not a single size serving bag, but I guess it's like a, I don't know. It said it had, it said it had three portions in it, whatever that means. And, uh, we went to the beach. I shared it with my hubby. We, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But after I had it, I was done. My craving was over. And because I purchased not a family size snack bag of chips, well, I stopped eating when I'd had like one and a half servings. And I think that's the thing where depending on who you are, depending on your level of self-control around certain foods, I know it can be a very scary thing to feel like you're not in control. And I think a lot of people say, I think it goes two ways. People say like, you should be able to demonstrate self-control over yourself. Like you have the choice to put food in your mouth. And I definitely agree with that. No one is forcing you to, you know, eat certain things. No one is forcing you to binge eat certain things. And yet, because a lot of us have a very tumultuous relationship with food, we've dieted for long periods of time or for years at a time, or we constantly feel like we're dieting or depriving ourselves, it is realistic that we struggle to be able to demonstrate that self-control, which other people, you know, have no issue having a little bit, putting it away and moving on. While those of us sometimes go, oh my gosh, I had like a little bit and a little bit more. And then I was like, screw it. I'm going to eat the whole thing. And if you've ever been in that position, it's, it's really crappy. It's crappy to have indulged the point of where you feel like you've lost control to the point where you go, oh my gosh, I've just undone all my hard work. What's the point of this? I might as well just keep going. And you continue to binge on food well past the point of your comfort, which leads to, you know, feelings of shame, feelings of, of being uncomfortable and just, you know, that mentality of like being a failure. And I do understand that. And I do understand how much of a cycle that can become, which is why there is not one particular way that's going to work for everyone. I do think it is really important to assess certain foods in your life. And do you think you can have them at home? For me, you know, I've talked to my husband about that. I said, you know what? I really struggle with chips. Can we please not keep those at home? And I think as much as that can be challenging to have those kinds of discussions. It is really important to sometimes say it out loud. Sometimes to acknowledge that to someone else can be a very powerful thing. And 
I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help or saying, hey, you know what, I'm really struggling with this right now. I'd really appreciate your support in this, you know, for the however long it takes me to sort of overcome this. And, you know, when I do have a craving for certain things, whether it's ice cream or chips, I will not necessarily keep them in the house because they are things that I find perhaps easy to binge on or overdo. And so when I do want those things, I will honor that craving, but I will have to, I don't make it necessarily easy for me to, you know, oh, I want ice cream. I go into the freezer and make myself a bowl. I will have, I don't have any at home. So I have to go out of my way to go to the grocery store, pick it up, come home, do all those kinds of things. And because I know myself and I know there are certain foods which I struggle with, I will buy myself, I will, I will spend more money to get a smaller amount because I know that, you know, a little baby Hagen dust individual serving, I can eat it, I can enjoy it. And when it's over, I'm done with it. I'm not going to be going back for seconds or thirds or sitting down with a spoon to eat the entire pint. And there are some foods or treats like chocolate where I can have, you know, six different bars of chocolate in our pantry and I have complete control over that. I can go and have one square, put it back and move on. And I know that that is not the case for everyone. So depending on your relationship with food, your diet history, it is important to acknowledge those things. And I don't think there's anything wrong or shameful about saying, hey, you know what? I don't feel comfortable having this at home right now, but I would love to be able to incorporate it. You know, if I want to go out and get it, I will go out and purchase, you know, one bag of chips, one pint of ice cream or a single serving so I can enjoy it, satisfy the craving and move on with my day. There is nothing worse than, you know, having craving, thinking about it all week long and then being like, oh, should I have it? Should I not have it? You know, I just don't know if I can afford the calories. What if it undoes all my work and effort? And I want to say that there is no one individual meal or snack or treat that is going to undo your consistent effort, your consistent positive choices to prioritize protein, vegetables, you know, to make sure you're hydrating, to make sure you're active. All of those things add up really positively and over long periods of time. So if you're spending 80, 90, 80 to 90% of your week making positive choices, there isn't the meal that's going to just undo all of that. That's not how that works. And I think we often forget that. We often focus on the one thing that, you know, is maybe a little bit taboo in our mind or something that we shouldn't have. And we disregard all the really good things that we are doing. The fact that, you know, you worked out three or four days this week, you drank the water you were supposed to be drinking, you got veggies in it, you know, two meals a day. All these things are really positive and it's important to acknowledge those things. And it's important to, you know, acknowledge the cravings that you have and satisfy them. And that is one thing that I work on my clients with saying like, Hey, you know what? I'm really craving pasta this week. All right, great. So what can we do to incorporate pasta into, you know, your day or your week a couple times so you can feel that you're able to eat things and not be like, oh my gosh, that's off limits. I can't have that. It's a restricted food because when you are able to break down those barriers of restriction and, you know, completely get rid of those lists of good foods and bad foods, it is so much easier to have a craving and move on with it because you've actually you know, satisfied it. You haven't disregarded it for three or four weeks over and over saying, no, I can't have that. I can't have that because I know how mentally challenging that is and physically challenging because 
oftentimes when we restrict ourselves, it gets to a point where, you know, life gets a little bit crazier, you're more tired than usual, your anxiety and stress levels are higher than usual. And that's when those cravings get particularly strong. And when you give in to those, it can feel like you're failing. It can feel like, you know, oh my gosh, wow, I couldn't even, you know, stay away from this for three or four weeks. Like I'm such a failure. Absolutely not. And I think giving yourself permission to enjoy foods is such an important part of developing a really helpful relationship with food and being able to get progress and maintain that because you aren't restricting anything. And I know speaking from years of experience with regards to restriction, that can be a really tough thing to do. And so I think working towards this is incredibly important, but it does take time. And there are going to be times when you overeat something where perhaps you binge something and you go, wow, I do not feel good about my choices right now. And taking the time not to just disregard that, but to say, hey, you know what? I don't feel very successful about that. What led to this? Have I been disregarding my cravings for so long? Am I actually feeling deprived about how I'm eating? Because I think with regards to like when I'm working with clients, I have you know, a new client starts, they're very successful, they see um, progress, they lose weight. And I say, this is great. You should be very proud of everything you're doing, making so many great choices. But let's keep an eye on how you're feeling. And because what's working now when you're very motivated and gung ho might not necessarily feel very uh, sustainable in another month. And I think that's really important to acknowledge because there's always periods of time. I want to say it's like the honeymoon phase of like doing something new where you're like, this is great. You know, I'm making progress and making progress makes you feel good. and makes you feel successful. But at the same time, it's not always easy to continue to do things that are so different from how you normally live. And that's why I say it's okay to make changes. It's okay to go, hey, you know what? That was great for four weeks, but now I'm noticing it's a bit more challenging. So what can I do to make this more sustainable? Maybe I need to do some, you know, tweak things around, make some modifications. That's absolutely okay. And so being kind to yourself is a really important part of developing a healthful relationship with food, as is taking the time to reflect on what is and what is not working. And really being honest with yourself about, how you're feeling about foods and restriction in your life, because it does take a long time to make long-term changes. It's not about, you can't just break a habit. You need to reestablish a new habit. So if you have been restricting a certain food for years, it's not just going to be like, oh, well, you know, now I've become aware of this. I'm just going to fix this. And right off the bat, I'm moving forward and this will never happen again. I wish I could say that's how that worked, but from my own experience and working with others, I know it's generally a bit more of a rocky road. And to actually make those changes lifelong and to make them something that you consistently are able to do, it takes work, it takes practice, and it takes moments of failure where you're like, wow, that did not go as planned. And that is okay. It does not make you a failure. It makes you human. So take time to reflect on how things are going for yourself and realize that it's okay to make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Hopefully you found this helpful. 
Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Do not forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and give me a follow on Instagram at justget.fit if you want to connect or get in touch with me. Thank you so much for listening.